we don't do the things that we're supposed to be doing in this life. And I feel like when you drop in and, and get a bit deeper into, you know, the soul, the heart and soul, it's like things become a lot more clear and it doesn't, it doesn't get muddled with all the, the chatter and the shit that, you know, we like to tell ourselves or like the self-limiting crap. It's like, no, we can really, you know, come from a place of, of truth. And so I think I'm going around about, but for me, I think that, I think it's just, you got to go for it. You just got to do it. Stop thinking, start doing. Podcast where we peel back the bull crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. Now, like many listeners, today's guest is actually at the very early stages in his coaching life. He's currently uh, he has a very small coaching practice. I think it's fair to say he's still finding his own way in that. But he has um, experienced some pretty wild success previously, having played an integral role in building a clothing company that has become an international brand, choosing to leave that organization and start another venture with a business partner, and then going on quite a bumpy personal ride since then to get to this point where we are today. But he has this immense enthusiasm for this profession, and I'm sure I'm hoping he's going to tell us why and how that is. And I get the impression that that enthusiasm and his tendency to go all in and indeed his wealth of experience prior to coaching is going to help him build a very prosperous and impactful coaching life he's an avid listener actually of this podcast so i'm super excited to have him um as a guest on here to share his story with you so a big warm welcome troy eckert hello hey how's it going phil <laughs> very well me very happy to have you on here. Very happy. So, Troy, as you, as you know, I, I would usually ask, you know, okay, what got you into coaching? But I think with you, it's worth going a little bit further back than that. Um, I think it would be use, be of use for our listeners to understand a little bit about um, about that wild success, really, about that background story. So can we start there and you give us a brief over, overview of that wild success? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Gosh, man, where do I start? So I guess I could go back to um, the beginning of Volcom, which is the company that we're talking about here. And for those uh, people may have heard of it before, some people may have not, but um, it's an action sports brand. It's been around for, gosh, about 25 years now. It was started in 1991. And I was the third employee of the company. Uh, I was 18 years old when I got inducted into this this uh, this this process, <laughs> and um, it was just you know an incredible time for me um, when I was really young and just kind of getting pulled into it as a surfer. Uh, I was a I was a professional surfer. I was about to be become a professional surfer, so I had this sort of um, you know this trajectory of like which way am I going to go? Am I going to go the way of a professional surfer, or am I going to go the way of kind of somebody just getting into business? And at 18 years old. You're, you know, you're confused. You don't know what the heck's going on. So sort of the, the thing that, that tipped it for me was um, the guy that I was working with at the company that was sponsoring me prior had left the company Quicksilver, because it's also a very big brand. Yeah. And um, his name is Richard Wolcott. And so he approached me when I was 18. and was like, hey, I'm starting this company. It's me and a buddy. 
what do you want to do? Like, we want you a part of it. Like, let's do this. And I'm like, I loved Wooly. I loved what he was all about. And I said, you know what? I got nothing to lose, nothing going on. Let's go for it. Mm -hmm. So it was at that moment where it really, I mean, that moment defined, changed my life, changed the, changed the course of my entire life. And so from there, um, I was a team writer. I was doing production. I was, um, shipping. I was, I mean, I was doing everything, all hands on deck approach. And yeah, we just, man, we just, we just, we just grew this thing into something pretty, pretty incredible and profound. And we were private until about uh, 2005 and then we went public. And so that was a completely massive shift. And so, yeah, I just really rode the ups and downs and the road coasters and just the highs, the lows, all of it. And so my, my, um, my sort of calling in, in the company was uh, marketing and, and I didn't know what I was going to do in the beginning. And that was the whole, that was the beauty of it, right? It was like, get in there get your hands dirty and see really what uh, resonates with you. And, and, and thank goodness marketing did for me because that ends up being the funnest, funnest job in the company. <laughs> and so, you know, I was, I was, um, I was building athletic teams. I was building marketing teams. Um, just uh, just really loving that process. And so I ended up being the global executive vice president of marketing. Um, so, so I was there for 20 years. So I was there from 1991 to 2010. And then in 2010, it was uh, I was at a point in my life where it was just, you know, I, I got married. I had a couple kids at the time. Uh, my wife at the time had just, I believe, gotten pregnant with our third. And uh, and I was just kind of at the end of my end of my my you know, the process there for me with the company. And I just really feel like I felt like I needed to change. And so from there, I, I, I got out of there and, uh, and moved to Kauai. So, you know, went to start our, our new life on Kauai and had our uh, third child. I have three daughters, they're eight, 10 and 12. So definitely keeping me busy. Wow. And um, so yeah, we did the Kauai thing for a few years and then came back and, and, uh, you know, it, it, I should back up. So after sort of leaving Volcom, it was this moment of like, well, okay, what do I, what, you know, what am I going to do now? Who am I? I know I need to definitely decompress for a little bit because 20 years at the same job, same thing was, you know, was a long time. And I really needed to sort of take inventory of, of, of who I was and what I really wanted to, to do with my life from th that point on, because everything was identified as Volcom. I was always the Volcom guy, you know? So so it was this sort of just like moment of like, okay, soul searching really, you know, and I did a lot of surfing, which was amazing. And, and then of course, raising my three daughters with my wife at the time. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I guess at that point it was, it was really just kind of touch and go. And then all of a sudden we get divorced. So <laughs> went into a total shit storm of, you know, getting divorced, moved back here and, um, Man, I could I could continue on here, but that's sort of that that's sort of the you know the 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 meat and potatoes of really what got me to you know about 2012 2013 when I was still in this soul searching moment and got like I said got divorced and it was then it was just like holy shit what the hell am I gonna do like really like I'm on my own you know so pretty pretty incredible up to that point. I'm kind of curious um, what what it what it was that you can share with us at least that had you make that move actually out of that company at that time? You know, I think for me, um, I'm a very, uh, creative person. I love to create that. That's really what fuels me at the end of the day. And at the, at the end there, it got to a point where, you know, I had built teams of, I mean, globally, 
the marketing teams were up to 40 and 50 people, you know, in house, I was, I was overseeing 20, 30 people. So in my day, you know, from nine to five ended up being just really, and I loved working with people. And that's, I think that's why this whole coaching thing kind of came back around. I love, you know, seeing people succeed and, and even move on and all those types of things. But I ended up, I felt like I was just dealing with management stuff all day long. So I wasn't really in this creative space that I really was thriving for. So it was just kind of like, you know what, I I just knew it intuitively that it was time to move on. Yeah. And so there was a, there was a, this, between then and now there's this like this intermediate piece could you shed some light yeah. light on that because i don't understand that that looked like okay let's give this a go totally totally yeah so so after i got in divorce um it's been about six years now and um again just another soul search mission just like what the hell am i doing what am i gonna do um and 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 you know i i've been practicing yoga for a long time since about 2006 so i'm an avid yogi and um, it's something I need every, you know, a lot, all the time. It keeps me sane, keeps me present. Um, and in that, uh, my, I, I had a friend who worked at Volcom for a long, long time too. He was the vice president of sustainability. Um, I had this bright idea of starting another clothing company and based around men's yoga. And I felt like there was this incredible niche. There was this, this, you know, this, this space where, uh, there was all these uh, women's yoga lines, Lululemons, and those types of brands, and there was nothing for men. You know, there was nothing that I that really resonated to me as a male practicing yoga. So we went we went in full time. You know, we we just I I I basically got him to quit his job at Volcom to come with me. So we co-founded the, the company together, and and you know we really took our time to build something that was super meaningful um you know him with his background on sustainability and me with just my values it was really important for us to start a brand that would have a low impact um you know we 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 were b corp certified uh, pretty pretty quickly we were um we formed the company um as a uh, um a b corp legally a legal entity which is definitely um you know it's it's not about profitability it's about the benefit of your, your impact. So we did a lot of that, those hard yards to really get it up to speed. We went digital only, direct to consumer, so no brick and mortar. And, and that pr- proved to be super challenging. So man, I got humbled. We got really, really humbled. And, and a lot of it was my ego coming into it of like, you know, I killed it with Volcom. We crushed it. Like we did such a good job. We built this massive brand and people love it. And I can do this again. You know, I got this. So I came in with that sort of ego piece and that I feel was, you know, the detriment of to, of, you know, just me personally becoming fulfilled and like thinking I was going to like get in, press a button and all of a sudden this thing was going to blow up. And that's just not the case. It did, it did not blow up how I thought it was going to. (laughs) So a few years into it, and I mean, I put all my effort and just blood, sweat and tears. I mean, that's just how I do things. I'm just all in. And I got to the point about last year the beginning of last year where I just was totally unfulfilled and uh, feeling unfulfilled. And we were, we were about to go raise, raise money. We're like, Hey, we're at this point, me and my partner had funded the entire company. There was a few, there's a few other people that are d- working for sweat equity. And, um, but I, I, we were, we were, in, uh, going and raising money. We were going to do some different, um, investment meetings. And I remember walking out of 
the last meeting we did going, I hope that guy doesn't invest. And right at that moment, it was just a red flag of like, okay, that's a red flag. You need to pay attention to what's going on there. And, and from that point on, it just, it just, I knew that it wasn't the right thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So like the meaty piece here, particularly for this podcast is um, clearly around coaching. Uh, and I understand, you know, like in our previous conversation, you described pretty much like a shitstorm, really of a whole load of stuff that was pretty challenging um, yep. for you. So I guess now we get to start is like, so what was sure. it that had you come across coaching? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, I, I'll breeze through that little piece cause that's a pretty <laughs> clumpy, clumpy section. But so, so right then when I decided it wasn't time, you know, I wasn't going to be moving forward with the brand It's called Cosm and it's still alive and my partner's taking it on and I'm super grateful for that. Um, you know, I was just falling into depression. I was so stressed. I it was just I, I had a, I was in a relationship that sort of, you know, didn't go the way uh, I was hoping for it to go or both of us were hoping for it to go. She was kind of dealing with some of her stuff as well. And so that sort of went disarray. And then to top it off, the cherry on top in the house that I was living in, I got mold poisoning. So all of a sudden, I'm getting all these crazy symptoms. I'm getting, I have brain fog. I have tingling. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a total wreck. Throwing some midlife crisis, you know, starting to poke its head in, and it was just a total c- catastrophe, shitstorm. And 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 I had been going to therapy for years and years and years and years and years. And and then I remember just one day in particular, I was, I went into my therapist and just, I was feeling like shit, just going in, like physically and mentally go in and you know of course when you go to therapy the whole idea is to walk out on the other side and feel better so i go in feeling like shit i do my session and i walk out feeling as shitty and i'm like what's this isn't making sense to me right now i don't really i don't really understand what's going on so it was really at that point where i started to dive into sort of other modalities and that's when i found coaching that's when i found you know the profession and man, once I started just to like read some stuff online and just entrench myself, I mean, I went right into, you know, the, the Prosperous Coach and, you know, Michael Neal and just Rich Litvin and, and Steve Chandler and all, you know, all the all the guys that are obviously the the top top dogs and whatnot. But um, man, for me, it just resonated in a way that I never thought it would. And I was looking at it as something that I you know, wanted to find a coach, but then it just really dawned on me that like, wow, this is something that's really speaking to me on a whole nother level for a potential profession. So it was that really, really at that moment and just, like I said, diving into it and just getting so deep and listening to like every one of your podcasts. And I just, I have so much gratitude for you for putting, you know, the effort and for what you're doing. It's so valuable on so many levels for an aspiring coach like me that's just getting into it or i'm sure the coaches that have been doing it for years and years and years so you, you know it, it was it was an incredible um piece of information for me to really you know get get into my coaching so yeah it's been about a year now and i'm so happy so grateful that i am able to do this and it's a very small um group of clients that i have but it's i mean it's incredible and i just i every time i have a session with somebody it's like a mirror and I'm just, I, I feel like I'm, well, I know I'm getting a lot out of these sessions 
And I'm really hoping, you know, they're getting a lot of them as well. So it's just been incredible. It's been it's been a life changer for me. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I love your enthusiasm. I mean, I think it's you know perhaps the best uh, the best profession in the world. Really, absolutely beautiful. I'm 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 curious what what do you think it is about coaching that I mean what was it that you were reading what was what was that setting on fire within you Well I think it was really the idea of you know it's there like a coach to me is like I mean a, a cheerleader essentially or or a coach and a cheerleader right it's like you're being held accountable you know, you're being held accountable for the things that you're you're doing, but also there's somebody sort of cheering you along. You know, and I love the fact of it being present. It's present. It's not, you know, let's 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 identify what went on in your past to really sort of give some context to what's happening today, but let's not dwell on that. And that's and that was to me the biggest difference with therapy versus coaching. So it was very present tense moving forward like let's move forward in this like we're you know we're here and we're going forward like that's all there is so um to me that was the distinction that really really sunk in and once i started working with my coach richard morgan who you had on the on the podcast i really saw it you know firsthand and we've been working together for four to five months and it's been incredible and you know he he holds me accountable i'm accountable for myself and then at the end of the day there's there's just so much remembering, right? It's the remembering of like who you are and how freaking awesome you are. And I feel like a lot of us always tend to forget, you know, what 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 we're capable of. And and even like, you know, with my old stuff at Volcom, he always goes back and says, "Hey, you 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 affected generations of people. Like you built generations around the brand that you built." And and I truly a lot of the time I'll forget I'll forget that. So it's a lot of it's just that remembering piece. And I think that's beautiful because you can take the remembering and really apply it to where you are in your life and go, oh, yeah, I am capable of kicking ass and building whatever it is I want to do or achieving whatever whatever it is I want to uh, achieve. So, yeah. So apart from, you know, <laughs> recovering from from the shitstorm, really, but if, if, if we were watching your life through, you know, through a series of cameras, um, what might we see that's different from you over the last you know four or five months <laughs> now i'm i'm i used to be a very private person where i was just like didn't want anybody to know just uh, it was yeah it was very private and so now i i'm an open kimono i'm like you know just like here it is this is me love me hate me i really don't care this is this is me take it or leave it and and it's been in that process of really being vulnerable and putting myself out there where I felt my growth. And, you know, through social media and things like that, I, I mean, I've, like I said, I've been so private there. Now I'm like, this is what's going on. This is how I feel. This is the shit storm I went through. And it's, it's really, it's been an incredible process for me. So it's, I'm like a night and day person, even from like a year ago, you know, completely. And, and it's just, it's, when you live in your truth, there's so much freedom in that. You know, there's you don't you're not trying to be anybody. It's like here 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 I am as sh you know shit fucked up as I am. Like take it or leave it, and I'm free. There's a beautiful liberation in in going through life and and giving up that whole trying to manage people's opinions of us. 
just letting go of that whole thing. Yeah, I think there's a real beautiful liberation in that. So um, you 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 come across coaching, you start working with your own coach. And I I love Richard. He's a you know I consider him a dear friend of mine, and. Um, you at this whilst at the same time then I guess you've thought okay I want to I want to really be part of this and make make this perhaps my vocation. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So um, you know, for me, I have a bit of luxury where um, you know I have I have some fi- some financial security to where I can sort of ease into this, you know, it's not where I'm not in that like mode of getting a bunch of clients or, you know, doing my, all these different things to sort of onboard people. I'm able to sort of like, like I said, ease into it. Um, and I've been blessed with, with that. So, but in that, um, it's really just been like an organic sort of growth and, um, you know, it's really been a lot through contacts and just the people that I've worked with. I mean, I've worked with so many people over the years and it's literally like open the Rolodex and just like, you know, I, and all this. And I just started calling people too. I just like, hey, how's it going? Like, what's happening? How are you doing? And then all of a sudden, here we go into the, into, into some sort of like conversation that could lead somewhere or le- it, it doesn't even really matter. It's really about sort of getting back in touch with the people that have been in my life for all these years. And that's really how I've been creating my clients. And, um, it's been, it's been awesome because there's been people that have come out of the woodwork that I just, you know, never thought would come back into my world. And, and I just feel blessed to be able to be in a position to, to help people, you know what I mean? And, um, so I don't know if I totally answered your question, but yeah. Yeah. I I love the answer because people could be listening to this and listen to that wonderful success and I think it would be only natural for a thought to occur, well, of course, it's okay for him, right? You know, you have that solid footing, if you like, to stand upon, right? And yeah, I th- I always think the principles for client creation and building a practice are the same, irrespective of what your background is and irrespective of, you know, how much money you have in the bank or whatever. Like, it's it's the principles are pretty much the same. Can you speak speak a little bit more to that? And yeah. What, what, no. you're, what you're seeing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You have to put yourself out there like, you know, and, and, and you have to get a little bit uncomfortable, you know, because we might, you might not, you know, you're, you're, I mean, even with Volcom, it was like, I was used to people just coming to me, coming to me, coming to me, but now it's totally the other way around. So I have to sort of put myself out there in, in ways that I maybe might not have in the past. And so, yeah, you have to do the work. Like there's, it's not going to just like show up. Like all of a sudden you have like 10 clients. I mean, you have to put in the work, you know, in some way, shape or form. Um, like I'm starting a men's group, um, this week. So for me, that's a way of putting myself out there. You know, I got eight or 10 guys coming on board and we're just going to, we're going to, you know, sit sit together and support and talk shit and have a great time. And just, and and so that for me, that's so new. Like I've never done anything like that. I mean, of course I've done events and all kinds of things back in the day, but this is so different, you know, and it's so meaningful and purposeful. And, um, so yeah, you have to put yourself out there. There's no way this stuff is just going to come to you regardless of your situation. If you have finances, you know, if you have money in the bank or not, like it just does, that doesn't matter. Like you said, it's irrelevant. So what if you, have you, have you perhaps found the most challenging, the most difficult thing, um, in, 
well actually you know what because because you've had this like this this two-pronged approach really here is that you know you you've gone all in and um, getting coached but also all in and in creating the practice that feels right for you at the current time right mm-hmm. um so i'm just wondering yeah what for you has 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 been the most challenging thing about getting coached as well as creating a, a coaching business Getting coached, I I don't think there's any challenges because I'm so open and I'm just like ready and it's just I, I feel like I'm a great client, you know, to be coached. So I, I love it. I'm I love to hear Richard, you know, dig in or <laughs> you know, like I love that. Like to me, that's like that's everything. Um, but for me, for for my coaching, it's really I guess the most challenging part of it has been to really find my flow, my niche, if you will. Um, you know, there's all these labels of just transformational, your, you know, success or this or that. It's just like all these different things. And I, and I sort of, I think I've kind of like, you know, really just started start kind of, kind of push that stuff away and not really get muddled with all the labels and whatnot and really just, just, just coach and, and get in there with my clients. And, um, and it's not a one size fits all. Right. And, and for me, um, truly, I really don't even like I'm still in formation of exactly what it's going to be like it's so new that it's just like it's just sort of like happening unfolding as I coach and as I get into these relationships with these people and then when I see the successes when I see them progressing when I see them when I hear them saying oh my gosh my life is totally different now that's when I know that you know I'm doing the right thing whatever that is and I can't even put my finger on it honestly like I've been calling myself a transformational coach and then uh, a this coach or a life coach or a coach or it's just like I don't even I don't even care I just want to like get in there and like help people out you know I love that and I think it's tempting and certainly there are a lot of marketeers out there who will encourage coaches let's face it like social media is awash with people saying oh i'll help you become a six seven figure coach in in a month or whatever you know and have 10 new clients this week and whatever it's just awash with that and that's not reality and but a, a part of that noise that i see over and over is this encouragement to like focus down on your niche i'm of the opinion i mean i went through steve chandler school and i and and steve teaches this like niche it's 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 a distraction it's like if there is a niche it's it's been my experience and certainly other coaches that i've worked with their experience that the niche appears organically like experiment i really encourage people just to experiment have conversations with people to be interested in people curious in people where you might be able to help them and then experiment with that and have conversations with them that might be helpful and you might find yourself starting to help more and talk more with people that in particular areas you know and i know that it is a really difficult, it can be, it can look like a really difficult question to ask, answer, you know, what do I do? And I encourage people to go to networking events just simply to play with answering that question. You know, if you go anywhere in the world and you're going to get asked that one question, oh, what do you do? It's like some kind of networking event. And it's great to go to those just to play with answering that question. And, I, and as I said to you previously, Troy, in our previous conversation, that I've answered that in a whole manner of different different ways. But I think what's it, what, what will emerge, what you will start to see, rather than trying to find it, what will emerge is you will start to see, huh, I seem to be talking to people who whose world looks this particular way to them. 
and that might be oh they're stressed at work or, or whatever or they're they're looking for a new challenge in life they've been successful or whatever right? and i help them get from there to here like for me it's perhaps living their most loving joyous life or um, rekindle relationships have passionate relationship whatever right but again we've got to talk be able, we've got to be able to talk about that in their language it's so tempting for coaches to sit at home and say okay i'm a transformational coach i help people get in touch with their inner purpose now i have never ever ever met somebody outside of personal development <laughs> who sits at home on their sofa stressed because you know kids are shouting or they're feeling lost or they're at that stage in life they don't know what to do next and they're thinking to themselves hmm yes i really need to find my inner purpose so you know i just wanted to speak to this little this i want to speak this bit out really in this episode with you because i think it's really important for coaches who are at this stage that you are you're at to allow that to appear and to practice talking about what you do in terms of in terms that the client will connect with mm. yeah totally yeah so thank you for that thank you for that i'm yeah. curious what is is there anything you're seeing that uh well i'd love to both look backwards and then forward again perhaps like if you let's 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 do that the other way around mm. i wonder what you what what you've learned from coaching now how might that have helped in your previous roles I mean, did you have any coaching at all? Were you involved with coaches or whatever in previous roles? No, and that's that's actually a really good point because I've thought about that a lot. And I'm and and obviously the coaching profession's blown up in the last however many years, ten plus years, I'm guessing, um, from what I've read or, or, or listened to. And um, you know, back then, wow, that would have been so valuable to have a coach um, at my at work or working with different you know employees and divisions and departments for sure 100 percent and um you know and and that I, I that was in the back of my head a bit too in 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 with what i'm doing is gosh if if, if someone in that you know the upper executive level or um could be even lower level just has a little bit of support to really be able to um you know identify with somebody a coach to help them, you know, get get past all the crap and really get onto what's important, I think would be absolutely valuable. And I wish I had that back in you know the day when I was at Volcom. I mean, I, I think it's incredible. Like, you know, for all of us, it's 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 just. Um, I mean, this profession is no, is nothing like I've ever been around because there's there's all these all this support for all these different types of things. I mean, sporting and you know, coaches for sports, things like that. But then when it comes to actually like the real meat potatoes of like our life, you know, it's like, that is the, that is the most important part of this whole process is just having someone to help to support you on, on your path, on your journey, you know? So yeah, I just, I couldn't be happier with where, with where I'm at and how it's all going. And, and um, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So I wonder about in the other direction, what, what, do you see anything that out of those experiences from from Volcom from 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 your successes there and indeed I'm sure the you know the failures in every success right so um, from all of that experience that helps you now helps me now yeah I mean I think just I think you just gotta 
I think you really just got to go for it and get 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 out of your head and really get into that intuition. And for me, that's been such a big thing lately is just is literally getting out of my head and, and feeling with my heart, you know, and like and moving into things from a heart, a place of, you know, in, in my heart center area, if that makes sense, because I feel like we get so stuck in our, our analytical mind and we, you know, we don't do the things that we're supposed to be doing in this life. And I feel like when you drop in and, and get a bit deeper into, you know, the soul, the heart and soul, it's like things become a lot more clear and it doesn't, it doesn't get muddled with all the, the chatter and the shit that, you know, we like to tell ourselves or like the self-limiting crap. It's like, no, we can really, you know, come from a place of, of truth. And so I think I'm going around about, but for me, I think that, I think it's just, you got to go for it. You just got to do it. Stop thinking, start doing, you know? And I think that's our biggest problem is we just get stuck in that analytical loop of, I can't, I shouldn't, what's this person going to think? Uh, you know, all the things that you just tell yourself and, 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 and ultimately you need to just do it. You just need to like put yourself out there, fail. And, you know, in the failing is the learning, right? That's where all the value comes. And it's, in, it's also in that unknown of like the unknown is where the creation happens. So that's to me is just what it's all about for me is be, you know, be okay to be vulnerable, you know, get your, put yourself out there. Who gives a shit what anybody else says? Like, it's not about that. It's about being true to who I am. And hopefully that will resonate with other people. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything that particularly scares you at the moment then, Troy, about, about um, taking this route? Um, you know, I have insecurities, like for sure. Like, even the, even this men's group is like okay. I'm coming in to uh, create this men, men's forum, men's group with uh, you know eight to ten powerful guys. These are all experience are, are very uh, influential and and um, you know um, they're they're just they're powerful men. You know, so I'm I got to sit in there and run this thing and and so yeah, you have all these things that go through your mind of like, well, you shouldn't be doing this. Well, who are you to do that? You know, this the imposter syndrome, all those things. So I think in those forums. For sure, there's a little bit of insecurity and fear around it. But for me, my thing is stop thinking, start doing. Like act. And in the acting and doing, you're going to learn. You're going to make your little mistakes. But it's never a failure. It's just you're just going to get through it and, and grow and learn for the next one. So as long as you're be able to be vulnerable and put yourself out there, that's the number one thing. And I think it's something it is it is so easy to shy away from. I, I still catch myself doing it, definitely not as much as you know, perhaps five years ago or even a, a year ago. To be fair, but there is that thing about not wanting to fail, or indeed not wanting to suck. Right? One of my, you know, a previous episode, Matt Watkins is one of my favorite episodes because things didn't work out how he wanted to, how how he'd hoped with his coaching, and he went back into employment for a while. Um, because he, he says, I think that episode is all about, well, he was trying to avoid the experience of, of it, you know, of it sucking, of it not really working out. And like, it, it's just looks to me that in, in any area of our life, actually, the only way we get better at something is to continue to practice at it. And, you know, you can't, you can't start off being excellent at something very few things anyway i think you know, okay some of us might have a natural talent for things but i know i go back even at some of my you know some of the early episodes of this podcast and i i absolutely cringe and that's the same like we're doing facebook lives I, I, i've done exercise where i've done a facebook live every day for a month and you know the one at the end of the month that's so much easier than the one at the beginning and i just 
saying to a client recently who wants to do some talks like great how about you do like look to do one a week or at least one a month you know if you can like literally anywhere because if somebody comes from like a large corporation wants you to um, go and give a talk um, that perhaps could lead to something huge to something big would you rather that be your first talk or your 20th or your 50th like just mm. keep getting these things like in the bank get the experience in the bank mm, definitely for sure <laughs> what's really exciting you right now then what have you got i mean you mentioned the men's group i sense that mm. because i think mm -hmm. the scary bit also excites you anything else what excites me just i think just you know just the act of coaching excites me, you know, and creating clients and just having conversations generally, like, cause every conversation's different. Every person's different. And I love that. That's, that's truly, it's fueling me right now is like really getting into like deep conversations with people. And, and that might be too simple, but that's just, that is what excites me right now. And I've, I've just been, it's been awesome because a lot of my, my clients have been coming word of mouth too, which has been a big thing. And, and in that I've been attracting like the right clients too, the ones that really resonate towards kind of my story, if you will. And I think that's, that's been a thing too, that's been really liberating for me has been once I put myself out there in my own truthful, authentic way the right people are coming to me that I, that I, that, you know, that resonate with my story. Therefore I can help them, you know, work th on whatever it is they want to work on. So I think what really excites me is just the act of coaching. Like I just want to coach. That's all I want to do is just get into it, get my hands dirty and, and just help people and work with people and really just achieve and see results. That's, a, that's super exciting for me is seeing the results. Yeah. And, you know, because of where you are with that, there's a whole bunch of questions I might normally ask. I can see that really might not have any relevance right now because I kind of wonder, I'm guessing what your answer to this might be. So this 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 might not take very long to answer. But I wonder, like, so if we did a catch up in a year's time, is there like any big dream? Is there a particular direction? If you what would you like this to look like in a year's time? Do you have any of that going on? Um, gosh, you know, I, I try not to go too far ahead. I, I, I feel like this is such a new journey for me that I just, I really just want to take it one day at a time. Um, and like I said, just coach and then, you know, yeah, if, I mean, this men's group to me is like, could be really cool. You know, I, I could see, I could see that really blossoming into something potentially online where I could get international people involved because once I put it out there on Instagram, I was getting uh, people from France and people from Hawaii and different people around the world where it just kind of sparked this little thing in my head of like, wow, well, this should be online, you know, because obviously there can only be a small group that can happen here um, where I live, but it's like this bigger message uh, should be shared further. So that for sure pops in my head. Um, yeah, man, it's just, it's sort of just like touch and go day by day. And I'm just, I'm just like, I'm in the grind. I feel, I feel like I'm just in that grind of like getting it all going and, and, uh, and just working with people. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think that's so powerful to really have that presence, to have mm -hmm. that presence. Mm -hmm. Um, so for you, Troy, 
what is it that you are looking to help people with? What are you what are you looking? Do you know? I mean, it, it's it's is mm. that showing up yet? Yeah, you know, it's I mean, I feel like a lot of this word remembering for me has been popping up. It's just that remembering of like of 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 who we are, like down to the core of who we are to the truth, the the, the absolute truth of who we are. And and I mean that it's sort of a broad statement, but again, I just come back to this remembering thing. I don't know why it just keeps popping in my head. It's just like the remembering of how freaking awesome we are and what we are capable of, of achieving and creating. So I think, you know, and a lot of the people I've been talking to lately, I just feel like so many people are depressed. So many people are stressed. So many people are stuck in their stories in their and just, and it's like, I just want, to clear the clutter like let's clear the, the, the let's get through the weeds clear the clutter and really get down to you know what what the hell do you want to do what do you want to create what what is important to you you know and let's let's identify why you're you know afraid to talk to your husband about money or whatever it is you know it's like we just we, i feel like we just we self-limit ourselves to an extent to where we just we're paralyzed. You know, we just have these 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 self-limitations that I think just keep us from doing the things we want to do. So this is super broad, and again, I think it goes back to the idea of me really finding my quote-unquote niche and flow. And so it's like a lot of this stuff's been unfolding within conversation is what's been happening for me. So, but again, I think it goes back to just getting people out of their freaking own way, unstuck. And, you know, it's like the depression thing, the stress thing. It's just like, it's so rabid these days in our, in our, in our society. And so let's remember who we are. Like, let's remember who we are to the essence. And, and, and I feel like once we can take the heavy blanket off of the whole life thing, it's like, let's get rid of that blanket. We don't need that blanket. You know, it's not, it's not serving us. And, and I think, I mean, you know, as a coach, it's like people love to just spin the story and just keep it going and keep it going and keep it going. And, and, and it's just like, what, like, what's the point? Like, so how do we sort of get you out of your story and move into something that's truth for you? Mm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Troy, I could talk to you for hours and, and I hope actually that perhaps we'll do a catch up episode, who knows, in a year or, or whatever, if I'm still doing a podcast then, because I'm not thinking <laughs> too far ahead either, actually. But, you know, I love how your willingness to like get your hands dirty, get in there. You know, the story you told us about your previous career, clearly there's this huge piece of you that loves to create. Um, and I think our role as a coach is to help our clients get in touch with that part of them, right? People want to create something. They Nobody comes to us and said, yeah, I just want life to stay the same. They want to create a change or create something. Um, so for you, just really in summary, and it, it, I'm, I'm sure it's something you've already said, but really let's, let's like headline this. You know, as a listener to this podcast, which you have been, thank you very much. What is it you really like people listening to this to take away mm. well i think i mean for me as a, as a as a new coach and i know there's a lot of new coaches that listen to this um 
I think if you have, if you're feeling that the urge to, you know, well, you're listening to this number one, so you're definitely feeling the urge to potentially go this path. But, you know, if you have that urge, it's like explore, be curious, do it, get into it, get your hands dirty, try it out. Um, you can do it. Like, there's no reason why you can't do it. So I guess in summary, that would be what I would hope for people to take away from it is don't be scared and don't, you know, just, just freaking go for it. Like, <laughs> you know, eat shit, like eat a shit sandwich. Who cares? Like you're going to eat a bunch of shit sandwiches in life in general, regardless mm -hmm. if you go down the coaching profession or, you know, decide to be a coach or not. So, I mean, yeah, for me, it was so valuable uh, to listen to all of the podcasts. Like I literally listened to all of them and, um, and listen to, you know, what, how you say brushing away the Photoshop and the, and, and exposing the, you know, the real, the meat and potatoes and to really listen to people as human beings, you know, along the path of life and also as a coach. And we're all, we're not alone, man. We're all on this together. We're all, it's all connected. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing and, and, and I applaud you for doing your podcast and what, what you've provided for people and yeah, hopefully this influences people to get into the business because man, we need more like, and I, and I've heard two sides of it. It's like, I hear some people say, Oh, the coaching profession is so crowded and all this, but it's like, like I said before, this is so important. And what we have 7 billion people on the planet, we need more coaches beautiful thank you so much and you know thank you for being so well not just willing actually very enthusiastic to come on here and share where you are so early on in in your coaching career i think that is invaluable because out of all the feedback i get um I get messages after each episode, but the most common theme is, you know, I, 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 did, I don't feel alone. Listening to this podcast, I don't feel alone. The, that whole theme of Me Too, it's so powerful. So I really appreciate you being willing to come on here. You know, you haven't got, um, you know, making multi-million-dollar multi, multi practice going on with, you know, so many clients coming out of your ears. But I, but I get with you, you're exactly where you actually want to be you're really good with that and i love the enthusiasm so thank you so much troy for coming on and and sharing your story and sharing you thank you so much phil i really appreciate the opportunity really happy thank you how about that what a great episode full of enthusiasm for this beautiful profession i, I love everything about troy given where he's at with his coaching practice his willingness and excitement about experimenting and unlike so many other coaches being totally immersed in where he's at now rather than resisting where he's at and whilst entertaining some idea of where he should be he's he's all in he's playing he's loving his clients he's loving the coaching i hope you found this episode and this conversation useful wherever you are on your coaching life journey and as always i'd love to hear from you what are you going to take away from this conversation and how are you going to use that do get in touch and maybe we'll explore more what are you going to take away and what are you going to use and i'd really appreciate it if you would share this podcast with your community so that other people can enjoy it and have it be of service to them also okay thank you once again for listening i'm loving doing this i'm loving having guests like troy i'm looking forward to the next episodes i've got lined up thank you for listening i wish you much love and joy <laughs>